got an idea to start off today's podcast without any warning whatsoever. What yeah. is the best accent you do? Go. Oh, God, the best accent. Excuse me, I, I know... <laughs> what, just tell us what it is, maybe, before you do it. Yeah, I, I, need, I need a run-up of this. Was it Janet Street Porter? It was a bit of Brummy. So, uh, okay. when I used to work at the uh, a restaurant in uh, in Brixham, we used to call them the Brummy Navy. Loads of people from Birmingham got boats down there. Okay. So, they would they would come and complain about the food. So, we'd be like, excuse me, I ordered the charred chicken nuggets, but it's clearly not a charred chicken nuggets place. That's very good. Thank you very much. What's very yours? Good. Uh, I would say it's probably Cornish. Oh, I've not heard this one before. <laughs> this is previously unheard material, folks. Settle yourselves down if you're listening with earphones on. Get yourself a cup of tea. Richie Firth goes Cornish. Here we go. I'll just throw that clot of cream, please. <laughs> what is that? Why has he got a lisp as well? Why has the Cornish person got a lisp? He hasn't. That's amazing. Is it? Who's this based on? Is it based on anyone you've met? or No. Because I did a story at the beginning of mine. Where's your story about your Cornish person? <laughs> So bad. It's really bad. This is really bad. That's backfired on me, isn't it? Yeah, that's backfired. It was me dropping one on you, and uh, that went wrong. He made up. He made up the competition himself, and he's just absolutely ruined it. Absolute Radio, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Bastille and Pompeii, Absolute Radio. Final hour of today's no repeat guarantee. It's the first hour of home time. You win some, you lose, lose some. some. Wednesday evening, it's Bush and Richie. We like to call this first hour swings and roundabouts. <laughs> Uh, so there's this hairdressers that I always walk past and Leon see on the way down to the train station. I'm kind of a bit obsessed with it. Uh, all it says out the front of the sign, and you know sometimes with hairdressers there's like lots of information in one go. This is just dead simple. It just says, Billy Bond, cutter of hair. Oh, I love that. I kind of like it. It's quite direct yeah. in this uh, information overload era that we're living in at the moment. The thing is, he's just telling it like it is. He's called Billy Bond, he cuts hair. Yeah. As simple as that. If he gets any inquiries, he can just literally tap his biro on the sign. <laughs> and then you got all the information that you need. So if you're one of these people that has sometimes a problem at, uh, explaining what you do to people at parties or in the pub or whatever, take a leaf out of Billy's book, uh, and this might be the challenge for the first part of the show, sum up your career by giving your name and the main thing that you do. You know, the essence of your being. Richie Firth, killer of jokes. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, doing yourself, you're doing yourself a disservice. If I was though, to have a business card, maybe I'd need to work on it a little bit. I don't know. There's probably many that would agree, but... I'd like to see that on a business card, though. <laughs> yeah. For me, Andy Bush, ruiner of cryptocurrency. Because <laughs> I, I literally sunk the Bitcoin. You did. Just before this show started. Yeah, I remember. It was not linked to me moving on to this show, but there was, there was, a, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on Bitcoin in that Bitcoin had something to do with it. It did, big time. So, look, it's on our Facebook page at the moment. It's also... Uh, you can have a little tweet at Absolute Radio. Let's get involved. 8, 12, 15. Sum up your career by giving your name and the main thing you do. Take inspiration from Billy Bond, cutter of hair. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. In excess and suicide blonde on Hometime, it's Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio, Wednesday evening after five. Uh, ten weeks of tickets returns. We'll be playing Who Claims Wins once again to send you to go see Neil Young and Bob Dylan. Let's see if we can root out, smoke out any more beauties <laughs> from the United Kingdom. Oh. Uh, meanwhile, uh, just taking some inspiration from a local hairdresser's around the corner from where I live, uh, whose sign on the front just says Billy Bond, cutter of hair. Sum your own career up by giving your name and then the main thing that you do. Uh, Dan Turner texts to say Dan Turner, roller of fabric. <laughs> now, is, that, is, is that a carpet fitter? I'm thinking Savile Row, though. 
could be as well, I guess. Is a, is a carpet fabric, I don't know. Would you not, if it was Savile Row, would you not be maker of shirts? That's a very good point. I think he's selling himself short. Yes. Yeah, so but I'm we go- don't have any further details. I'm going back with Carpet Fitter, Dan. Uh, Kevin Makepeace, arms dealer. Kevin, you've got a uh, short band with this show, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Teresa White, server of alcohol, works in an office. It's good, it's good. It's nice, isn't it? Uh, Julian Jarvis, shouter at children. Could be a teacher. Could be a parent. Could be a parent. Could be a caretaker. Uh, Nick Stone says, Nick Stone, maker of saddles. Like that. Like that. And Dave, maker of bacon. <laughs> What is, what is he? What is well, he, he can't just be a butcher. I can't believe there's a butcher who just deals with pigs. Yeah, you, you're there. You've got sausages. Everything. You yeah. know, everything like that. You don't want to just narrow it down a bacon, do you? No. I feel like this is uh, forming or posing more questions than we're getting answers. <laughs> 8, 12, 15, get involved. We've got the uh, uh, Soul Asylum and Fratelli's on the way next. Time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Tesco Club Card vouchers are now worth double at Tesco Mobile, so use them to lower your monthly phone bill. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Ray Whitford, insurer of warmth and liquid. <laughs> Ray's obviously a plumber. Is he? And I say he's dressing it up somewhat. Insurer of warmth and liquid. Listen to this. Tyra Matthews, delivery of people. She's either a midwife or a bus driver. Delivery of people. I'd, I'd, I'd vote midwife. Yeah. It must be, mustn't it? Deliver yeah. a person. Uh, Gary Stutter is a giver of communication. He's a BT engineer. BT engineer. Yeah. I've got Derek Collinson, collector of bodily fluids. I really hope there's a, uh, a family-friendly answer to that one, Derek. You've got five minutes to text us in. Uh, Marcus Williams, butcher of wood. Uh, he's very honest. He's a joiner. Hey, I love that. That's a great way of looking at it. Some of them, though, are confusing us. Uh, Paul Smith, estimator of consumption, mm. uh, has confused us so much we've yeah. got Paul on the line. Paul, we're confused as to what that means, Paul. Actually, before you tell us, Paul, we're going to have a quick guess. What do you reckon, Richie? Estimator of consumption. consumption. Uh, tax inspector. Tax inspector. I reckon you are a milk monitor at a local school. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Paul? I am a settlements analyst. A what? A settlements analyst. Yeah. I have to explain to people every time they say, what do you do? I have to explain to people. Um, It's actually the consumption of electricity. I have to um, make calculations about how much electricity people consume on a daily basis. Paul? And uh, and, and for for electricity supply. Paul, can I stop you there? If this was a party, I would have pretended I needed the loo right now and had to go. (laughs) (laughs) Really sorry. Oh, I'm not Paul. Oh, I'm not Paul. Sorry, mate. I tell, I, tell most people, I tell most people I'm in IT. Yeah, listen, Paul, we need to get going, mate. So uh... <laughs> he's, he's busting. Seriously, he's shuffling from leg to leg, Paul. <laughs> the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Absolute radio. It's the Hometime Show on a Wednesday night. If the working day is like a meal when you're having to behave yourself wearing smart outfits, our show's kind of the bit in a Greek restaurant where the owner's all dancing in a line and he's got... Uh, a table on his chin. <laughs> That's what this show is, and you're welcome to it. We need to say a special hello to Sharon and Martin, who've <laughs> tweeted saying uh, they're currently on honeymoon in Norfolk. Yeah. Sharon is a hirer of employees, and Martin is an adder-upper of numbers and invoices. Returning back to uh, what we were talking about with job titles and that kind of thing, yeah. I'd like to major on the fact that they're communicating with a radio show whilst they're on honeymoon. That is interesting, isn't it? I don't think I'd even have the radio on. What are you, what are you suggesting? <laughs> you like it completely silent, do you? I, no, I'm, saying, no, I'm, just, I'm just imagining them on the Norfolk Broads on some kind of, you know, boat. Yeah, or maybe, maybe both having, uh, you know when you have alcohol out of uh, a cup or a jug that's not supposed to serve it in? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like gin in, in a Carlsberg pint glass you nicked off a pub. 
Anyway, look, it's, it's just a privilege for them to yeah, get in we, touch we, with. We, we appreciate it. We really it. appreciate it. <laughs> Good luck for the rest of your marriage and stuff like that. <laughs> on behalf of myself and Richard. Don't take this the wrong way, but uh, this morning I was sat at home thinking, why on earth are these guys coming over tonight? Hey, it's the big burn. We're coming to your house. You've got the, the fire pit and everything going on. I know that much, obviously. Yet yeah, tonight is the big night where we burn all these wooden signs that hang around people's houses with horrible, cringeworthy statements and stuff on. They're all going in my fire pit tonight. But obviously, with you guys coming over, there's got to be a little bit of hospitality from me. Okay. And it's just the hassle that's involved with having people over. Empty the vacuum cleaner because we need to do the carpets. Sweep the patio, there's all sorts of stuff on it. Got to make the lasagna. Let's get the extendable leaf out on the table. I don't think you're approaching this with the, the right frame of mind here, Richie. I, just to quote you from earlier on, you're saying that I suppose with you guys coming over, there has to be a certain amount of hospitality. <laughs> What's that? No, no, the point, Why is that? If we're get, having people over is just hassle, isn't it? It is, Jim. It is hassle. Normally because in the morning, like you don't get organised properly. Maybe you should have done the night before, but then in the morning you end up running around like an idiot trying to get everything done. So you like hiding like mess and stuff like that, or we... I don't find, I, I don't feel like we're hiding mess, but you are going to get a very unrealistic picture of my life. I bet there's <laughs> I bet there's placemats tonight. Oh really? It's going to be bringing out the uh, the best crockery and all that kind of thing. No, I got one set. Of crockery. <laughs> There's no best. So what can we expect this evening when we come around? We're going to obviously we'll be tweeting about this a little bit later on, but um, you know we're going to be burning the signs. That's the main thing. But any other sort, I'll get we'll get to see the the brand new turf and lawn for the first time. Are we allowed to walk upon it? No, no. Really? No. Can't even try it out. No, it's, it's still in the stage where it can't have heavy traffic on it. Unbelievable. Um, and and particularly because uh, some mushrooms have popped up in it this morning. Fantastic. Couldn't be worse timing. Have a new lot over and mushrooms come up in the middle of my lawn. How did that fertiliser work out for you, huh? <laughs> huh? Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Hometime with Bush and Ritchie, Absolute Radio. On a Wednesday afternoon, I had to double-check on my watch what day of the week it is. It's one of those days. I feel my comments earlier were misconstrued. You are welcome tonight. No, no, what you say, saying... If we, we are coming over, I guess there does have to be some form of hospitality. Yeah, it's just acknowledging that having guests over is stressful. It is all. stressful, it is stressful. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit something that's going to make me look quite bad, but I do want to be, you know, as we are on this show, honest at all times. Maybe other people don't do... Uh, other, maybe other people do this, maybe other don't, and it's going to make me look terrible, but I'm just going to say it. Uh, you know when you have builders or tradespeople in the house doing stuff and you leave them to it? Yes. Okay, so you go out and you say, the kettle's over there, up yourself, yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. We always leave out different cups. I've got a set of cups for that particular thing. Set of mugs. Because I've got like an Allen Ball Everton mug that I love. It's my, it's my pride and joy. And yeah. I can't be leaving that with other people. You don't know what teams they support. You don't want to leave your sacred Allen Ball mug with someone else, do you? Like a Liverpool fan. Exactly. Think what they would do to it. Do you uh, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, I can understand that. Does that make me a bad thing, though, that I'm giving these people who are, you know, who are coming to our house and doing work, I'm giving them like inferior... They are inferior mugs. It's only because of the Allen Ball mug, though, isn't it? If it was another mug, you'd leave them any mug. Probably not, no. There's a few other mugs that we don't leave them <laughs> Tried as well. to help you. Oh, you did try and help, but I'm not helping myself. Time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, spread the cost of the latest phones with flexible contracts that lower your monthly bill. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. So I was walking home last night and I took a shortcut through a country lane and when I was passing under a streetlight, a moth flew into my hair and got tangled up. <laughs> and I absolutely freaked out to the point I'm ashamed of my reaction. Off the back of the pigeon last week. Oh, mate, honestly, you should have seen me. I'm so glad I was just in this secluded little lane because I was flapping my hands around. You know like the one where you've got a wasp attacking you but anyone from
from a distance just thinks you're losing it. It was a bit like that. Even did the thing where I accidentally flicked my glasses off. Do you what know a what disgrace. Though, if it was a wasp attacking, you'd understand, because, you know, it, it poses that sting. It can sting you. The moth... Oh, they're horrible, though, aren't they? <laughs> they're furry arms and backs and stuff like that as well, like a really small super villain or something from the future. The weird thing is, right, what, what I'm ashamed of is that when I was a kid, I was well into insects. I used to love them. I used to, like, draw them, do the fine 50 books and stuff like that. Uh, do the thing where you have a, a grasshopper on your hand and stroke its back and almost tame it and befriend it. I don't think I'd ever done that. We went on a family holiday to Galway. You definitely have never done this before. Me and my brother had a maggot each in a little box that we kept as pets. You what? We had a, My dad was just went on a fishing holiday to Galway when we were kids. Right. And he gave, uh, gave us a... Because he used to have a box of maggots. He used, course, to love put, yes. he used to love putting our hands in a box of maggots. Now I couldn't even think of that in a million years. But uh, we, used to have, we used to have one each as an actual pet in a little box. And what, you'd take them back with you? We didn't take them back over to the main to England or whatever. But so we, they did end up as bait at some point? Uh, no, I think we released them into the wild. <laughs> <laughs> they went on to have, uh, you know, children and, uh, and a fantastic careers. The parents. Pet maggots. Pet maggots. But the point is... <laughs> The point no, is, I'm, I'm finding it very difficult to move away from the pet. I'm maggot. merely trying to of shine course. some light on how how much I used to be into <laughs> insects, and now not the case, and it's a shame. No. I, I think, look, I can I can defend you here for a second. It's very difficult to move past the pet maggot. I feel we need to. <laughs> I had a moth fly into the lounge last night whilst I was actually watching a documentary about the real Chernobyl, and because obviously I'd got the patio doors open, right, and it's getting darker outside. Yeah. and the light is on inside. It's it's moth season, it comes it in. It is. I jumped off the sofa like as if I was some kind of security guard, flapping around the lounge until the moth dived behind the sofa and he's out of action. Where is he now, the moth, by the way? Hopefully still behind the sofa. So you've allowed him to be... He could be doing anything back there. Well, what? It's Scheming. against the wall. Scheming. <laughs> This is the, were you all right with with insects and stuff when you were a kid then or not? And like now, and now... never took them on holiday with me. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Never took them on holiday. That's fair enough. <laughs> Thing is, right? I want to know from you this evening: Are you at one with nature as we stand right here in 2019, or are you not at one with nature? Because I would say, despite the maggots thing, I'm not at one with nature. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Roger in Oakham says, "What is with Richie's pronunciation of Chernobyl?" Uh, he's he's not happy at all. Uh, we're not. Look, we can't deal with this here. We're going to deal with this. Don't, don't you worry. There's been other comments about this. He's been doing this for a while now. We'll be dealing with this at the end of the show in the right to reply section. It's very hard just to leave that. You're going to have to, mate, because we've got an entire section dedicated to it a little bit later on. Uh, moths are the worst thing ever. They will suck out your souls, says uh, an anonymous text. You can't just leave it like that. No, I know. Uh, so, obviously, both of us were, I guess, assaulted by moths last night. We, we really. were assaulted by moths. <laughs> um, and we're kind of asking, but the weird thing is, is that back when we were kids and stuff like that, I imagine this is the same for most people. You're fine with, with insects and moths. They don't freak mm. you out. But now, when you get a bit older, it's a real shame that you suddenly... I feel like I'm not at one with nature anymore. Now, the text here, I'm at one with nature, but spiders can do one. Good point. Adam Horrible. in Bromsgrove says, Andy, aren't maggots the same as caterpillars? This is referring to uh, the pet maggot you had that you, <laughs> you took on holiday to... Uh, go away. Go, go away. Uh, maggots the same as caterpillars. Is a maggot a baby caterpillar? I, don't, I thought a maggot... Bearing in mind what my dad was fishing with, I thought they just turned into flies and then they just go and do whatever flies do, like hang around bins and that. And caterpillars turn into butterflies, don't they? <laughs> 
I think they do in many ways, yeah. yeah. This is a, a valuable lesson, this, isn't it? I've been on the Butterfly Conservation website. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. It's just gone quarter past five. Uh, moths are the canary down the coal mine of nature, is what they say. Really? So they're important. In what way, though? They're the first people to show that something's going wrong. Oh, fantastic. Well, we shouldn't be slagging them off. No, there's actually a hashtag they're trying to get going, which is hashtag Moths Matter. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Essentially on the show right now, we're looking you directly in the eye and asking you, are you at one with nature or are you not at one with nature? Uh, when I was a kid, used to be at one with nature, used to love insects and stuff. I'd, you know, stroke a, a grasshopper on the back. Uh, now, we, both Richie and I got attacked by moths last night, completely freaked out. What's going on? No, Not I a was, one with nature. I was happy to leave the moth that attacked me behind the sofa. That's where he, that's where you retreated to. I'm strange. You, I'm, it's strange you didn't finish him off or got him outside or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I wish I had. Uh, Tom has texted from Surrey saying, I hope it wasn't a carpet moth, now laying 200 eggs. Oh Lots God. of grubs eating your sofa and carpet. That is horrendous. To get the remote... To get your remote, you're going to have to put your hand in a pit of them, like in Indiana Jones. Once you guys have left tonight... <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going there. Hold on a minute. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not the one with nature. We're heading over there. There's just lava. Every... You can't move for lava. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, Ronnie in Warfield says, I live in an area surrounded by trees and I'm overrun with spiders, specifically false widows. Earlier on, I went outside the front door and walked straight into a cobweb and this spider was hanging for dear life off my sunglasses and I freaked out. So in response, no, I'm not a one with nature. Do you know what... We aspire to be, but nature doesn't help itself it by doesn't. having such a thing as a false widow. What a false widow? Why you know? do they even do that? <laughs> I'm not really. Yeah, well, you know? yeah, I'm just a false widow. Got you, didn't I? Yeah. All right, uh, false widow. But you know, the other side of things, this is lovely from Kim and Liam on their way to Glastonbury. Have a good time. Uh, they say we rescued a stag beetle from walking into the road yesterday on our way to work. Ah, oh, that is nice. Yeah, they are essentially. Uh, one with nature. They are indeed. Well, listen, that's the first one we've had so far where someone's been kind of positive and embracing of uh, insects and the animal world, the animal kingdom. Hold on to your hats because Mr Matt Dyson from the uh, Absolute Radio Breakfast Show is on the way to tell us why he's a 100% at one with nature in not that kind of way. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. We're asking you this question, are you at one with nature in that you're cool with insects and stuff, or they freak you out in that you're not at one with nature? I think the Hometime audience appear to be pretty much 50-50. Uh, this nameless text comes in saying, I rehabilitate bats when they have been injured by cats or stuck in buildings. I regularly test fly them around the spare room before releasing them back into the wild. How do you test fly a bat? What, with like a baseball cap on and a, and a unit like Robot Wars? <laughs> no. Did you test fly? How do you test fly? I would imagine you put your palm out and see if it takes off, and if it doesn't, then it's not ready. And then what, you go and get it, it doesn't come back to you, though, does it? If you've been helping it, it's probably inclined to. I've, I've never seen... Have you ever seen a bat, like, up close? Ever? Uh, no, because you've got to have the lights out, haven't you? That's They'd... it. That's my point with him test flying it. <laughs> He's going to put the back light back on. To go, it's, it's too complicated. We need more answers from him in any way. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> Big time. Uh, we, we said earlier that a member of the Dave Berry Breakfast Show team very much at one with nature. Let's cross to a swimming pool somewhere north of London and say hello to Matt Dyson. Hello, guys. How are you? 
Uh, listen, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. We know you're at mid-swimming lesson with one of your daughters, is that right? Yes, I'm currently sat by the side of the pool wearing the blue bags on my trainers. So, yeah, I'm in a full dad get-up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and probably losing five kilos per minute, if you're anything oh, like me. It's so hot. <laughs> it's so hot in here. It's like a tropical <laughs> tropical dome at this local leisure centre. I'll tell you what. Absolutely boiling. A bit like a butterfly house, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Now tell us no, about we, we've been we've been talking about people here who are the opposite of at one with the animal kingdom and freaking out with nature. You're the direct opposite of that. You're at one with nature. Tell us about it, Matt. Right. So I was in the uh, I was in my kitchen just the other day uh, when um, a butterfly flew in and it came up to me and landed on my forehead. <laughs> and it stayed there for at least 30 seconds. Enough time for me to go into the living room, show the girls, they saw it, and then it flew off. Wow. Do you think oh, it yeah. thought you were some kind of bush? <laughs> you are quite a hairy, lovable man. <laughs> but, I mean, that could be, it could be something to do with that. I didn't have an affinity with butterflies, though, to be honest. Once, I went for a walk in the countryside, and one followed me for a, a good mile. I'm not even make, I'm not making any of this up. It followed me for a mile, like I was taking it for a walk or something. I think it might have thought you were a moving hedge. If if uh, Dyson was if Dyson was a shrubbery or something, then that's the question. What what type would he be? So many different yeah, types. Yeah, yeah, I know. And this is why people keep foraging inside me. Maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> On that bombshell, good. you better get back to your swimming lesson. Yeah, good time to let you go. Club card vouchers are now worth double at Tesco Mobile, so use them to lower your monthly phone bill. Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. The lovely Anna McFadden, who I went to university with, and she's just texted me to say, uh, Andy, I've just switched on to hear you wimping out about nature. She lives in the countryside now. She says, a, f- a rat flew past my head out of a bag of chicken food the other day. Man up, city boy. Wow. That's Devon life for you. You need <clears> to <throat> tell her about your pet maggots. A little pet maggot. That would change the attitude. Genuinely, anyone listening today, get yourself a pet maggot. <laughs> None of these vets mill, bills, that kind of thing. You can release them into the wild, and then maybe the fly will come back and visit you later say, on down yeah, the line. It's kind of two pets for one, isn't it? You know, you hear about those stories where <clears throat> people rehabilitate, rehabilitate a dolphin. It yeah. comes back and, and, like, I don't gives them a knowing look. Not a wave, because dolphins can't wave, <laughs> but from the seashore. Do you know what I mean? You are so at one. I really am at one with nature. Uh, anyway, listen. Ten weeks of tickets. It continues all this week. We're giving away tickets to see Neil Young and Bob Dylan live in London, Friday the 12th of July. All you need to do is take part in a competition that is going to be up for some big awards this year. Mm. It's called Who Claims Wins? On line one, we have the lovely Matt. How's it going, Matt? Oh, good, thanks, Bush. How are you? Oh, good, man. Are you at one with nature or not at one with nature? Uh, no, I've got a massive phobia of two animals, which I'll just keep to myself. Uh, go on, go on, tell us. <laughs> Uh, snakes and mice. Snakes and mice. I can identify with both of those. Isn't it weird, though? One yeah. eats the other as well. Isn't that strange? Good point. Helping Good out, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Looking after you, Matt. Uh, and the other contestant is David. Hi, David. How are you doing? Good evening, guys. How are you doing? We're good. Where are you calling from? Uh, near Glasgow. Well, I'm currently down in Glasgow, but I uh, live just outside Glasgow. Superb. Is it roasting hot up there, or is it quite cool? Uh, no, the sun is out, and it's a lovely blue sky, but uh, I'm currently in the office. 
chilling under some air conditioning at the moment. Good lad, he's all ready to go. All right, well, good to have you both on board. It's rule time, the highlight of the show. A random topic coming up for you guys that has possible answers that are many. Uh, Matt, you will have to say how many answers you think you could give in 30 seconds. David, you will then have the opportunity to claim if you think you could name more or less than Matt. And whoever thinks they could claim more will then have 30 seconds to do that. And if they manage it, they win the tickets. And if they don't, they lose the tickets. Oh. Play who claims wins. So, Matt, here we go. How many footballers who have scored 100 goals or more in the Premier League do you think you can name in 30 seconds? And we need full names of each player. Uh, I'll go for four. Four. Four from Matt. David, do you think you can name more or do you want to challenge Matt to do his four? I shall say five. Five from David. It's back with you, Matt. Bidding war. Uh, I'll go six. six. Six from Matt. Back with you, David. I shall go seven. Oh, seven so good. for David, Matt. Uh, let's go for eight. 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 It's now back with oh. David. Holy smokes. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, I shall let the guy... Name all. Okay, Matt, go for your eight. You've got 30 seconds. Your time starts now. Okay, Wayne Rooney, uh, Thierry Henry, uh, Michael Owen, uh, Alan Shearer, uh, Teddy Sheringham, uh, Sergio Aguero, uh, Andy Cole, uh, uh, Nicholas uh, Nelka, uh, Ian Wright. Uh, uh, Giggsy, uh, Ryan Giggs. Time is up. Time is up. Time is up. Time is up. Time Give is up. Giving Giggsy till the end of the season there. Some good <laughs> names. It was steady progress there, but how have you done? You got 10. Well done. Congratulations, Matt. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Very well done. You're off to see Neil Young and Bob Dylan, 12th of July in Hard Park. Yeah, Hard Park. <laughs> Hard Park. <laughs> it depends what time of night you go. <laughs> I don't know where that one is. Uh, it's a commiserate. It's Hyde Park, just for clarification, not Hard Park. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. It's been a special show today. Um, I, don't, say I, so yourself. I don't suppose I don't suppose you've had the chance to tell your other half, Katie, yet about how I managed to save your life before the show. It's a good point. When we were on our way to get a coffee to plan the show, you did actually save my life. Uh, we were walking through central London uh, on our way to uh, go and get a communal coffee, something that we do every day, uh, and Bush was about to step out into the road in front of an electric car. Yes. That is very quietly whirring its way down the street. But, of course, there lies the problem. Yeah. All four electric cars, and for the future of this planet... Absolutely. However, they're very quiet... Well, this is it. I, as a cyclist, it's one of the biggest problems. If you've got one on kind of your right-hand side in your blind spot or whatever, you can't hear it at no. all. But you're about to uh, step out into the road for your coffee and my muscular right arm thrusts into your <laughs> chest. That's how I remembered it anyway. I, mean, I see it. Kind of how I remember right. it. Stop, stop, stop. There's a car coming. And then there it goes. <laughs> Little electric car. Like something from the future. It's, in many ways, this week has has been an, a lot of those kind of early five, first five, ten minutes of casualty type moments. Has been. Hasn't it? I think they need to fix it, though, because it's good, these electric car things, but yeah. you can't hear them. No, you can't. Completely silent. Some kind of 
you know, noise in front of them. Maybe, I don't know. Back in the day, I'm pretty sure that when when we first started having vehicles on the roads and it was foggy, yeah. someone had to walk in front with a bell. I love that. I wish they still did that. I think <laughs> they still do that in Devon. But I, I'm sure I've heard somewhere, though, that there's like a thing, like a, like a rule or a law about um, electric cars and how quiet they are, I think. What, discovering that, um, you know, I, I think there's a certain speed... That they have to work towards. So, like, w- when it gets over a certain speed... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ..that you can then sort of hear them more often. Um, but under that speed, there's there's talk about having, like, a fake noise put in. Yes, this is it. This, this is it. So there's a... Um, they've brought legislation in, I believe... We'll have to confirm this. But I think they have to have, like, a synthesised noise, a pretend noise coming out of them, electric cars, so people can hear them, up to 18 miles an hour. After that... The proper car kicks in and it's fine, you can hear it. But uh, anything below 18 miles an hour, they have to have like a they have to play a noise out of like a tape or something. Let's help them out. <laughs> I will start them off by suggesting the wacky races theme tune. Oh, that's good. That's very, very good. That's a starter. All right. What what else could we have? Electric cars, a noise so that you can hear them. What's it gonna be? Absolute radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Great to have your company on this Wednesday night. It's home time. Don't forget, tonight is the night of the Big Burn. We're going to Richie's house straight after the show. And a lot of the brilliant stencils and bad signs that people have in their kitchen that you've sent in are going up in smoke. I will be helping Bush cross every road as we make our way there. I do worry now that, like, just out of instinct, after you did save my life earlier on, because I nearly got run over by an electric car because they're dead quiet, I hope you didn't do that thing like, you know when someone's out with their, like, mum or dad and they're a bit elderly? And you hold their elbow as they step off the curb. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You, you won't start doing that to me, will you? I might have to. Oh, let's look. You know, th- this this electric car was too quiet. We've we've speculated about trying to come up with some noises that they have to play to make yeah. people more aware that they're coming down the street. So imagine, okay, you're walking down the road with me to go and get a coffee. You're about to step out into the road, and then. <laughs> There you go. I'm stepping right back on the pavement. Stepping back because an electric car is coming. I mean, I wouldn't dare get run over by this. It'd be so embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to go! And this is this is law, by the way. Richie and I. This is not just us conjecture or something. It has to be law. They have to play out some form of a sound on electric cars. Uh, Anything that's built from next month onwards, I think. Yeah, we've done our due diligence in the last three minutes. First of July onwards, 18 miles an hour under. They have to start playing a noise. So there could be anything. It doesn't have to yeah. be a car noise. So I like that wacky races. Can I chuck one in the mix? Of course you can, yeah. I, I, I think, obviously, and we said this before, that electric cars really are the future. And the fact that they make this kind of the soundless gliding across the tarmac, I think they need something that's kind of futuristic as it was back in the 80s. You recognise this? Recognise this? It's the theme music to Street Hawk. You remember Street Hawk, the guy with the <laughs> yeah. motorbike with like loads of lights stuck on it? That for me, this is pure sci-fi. I reckon that'd be so. Imagine if you've got an electric car and you're driving to go and pick your kids up from school in this. That's cool. Really, really good. Lucy in Litchfield is uh, suggesting uh, Electric 6, Danger, Danger, High Voltage. Very it's an good. Electric car. <laughs> Steve's gone a bit different. He's going with the Benny Hill theme tune. <laughs> Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. 
Absolute Radio. Right to reply. Right, let's get to your letters. It's right to reply, your chance to get back in touch with Richie and I and correct us or pick us up on any points you do feel need clarifying during the course of the home time show. I don't think we've had anything in, have we? Well, we've had a couple actually, Richie. Just oh. a couple of uh, uh, emails in on a particular issue. Uh, let's start with the first one from Michael Simpson. The title of the email is telling uh, it's Richie and his paella. It's yes, called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike in Edinburgh says, Everyone taking the mickey out of Richie for his pronunciation of paella. Shame. He's pronouncing it correct. Coming from someone who's married to a Spaniard. Not Richie's fault. He's cultured. More like that, please, Mike. Thank you very much. That didn't go how I thought it would do. Right. I thought that was someone going to be piling in on you. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't go how, do you, how you thought, did it? Yesterday, I remember you asking me, how does Richie pronounce paella? I pronounced it yeah. paella because that is correct. I thought I'd got you with a brilliant trap. Turns out I've accidentally uh, emboldened yourself. Yeah, I've yeah. trapped myself. Uh, however, though, James Stevens to the rescue with his particular Richie Firth complaint uh, entitled Richie's Weird Pronunciation. <laughs> That's more like it, James <laughs> lads. Here we go. Nutella. Nutella, correct. Thank you. Vaseline, Vaseline, wrong. <laughs> uh, just say, say Vaseline. 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 Uh, and Chernobyl, how do you say it? Chernobyl. He put in some brackets, whatever that noise is. The man needs help, seriously. What is wrong with him? Is he medicated? <laughs> if not, perhaps he should be. I refer you back to the local dialect. Spanish pronunciation of paella is paella. R- right, yeah. OK. Don't do it. Don't say this. Chernobyl <laughs> would be, I believe, now the Ukrainian pronunciation of that location. And where have you got this information from? Where, where has this come from? That's what I want to know. I mean, fair enough, we, we, don't, we don't live that far from Spain, so you've heard people say paella before or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where was the Chernobyl thing gone from? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there. So are you sticking with it or are you going to change it based on these complaints from James and I'll look friends? into it and I'll <laughs> apologise if I feel necessary. One to three working days, James. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. So it's the end of the podcast. I think our audience do love it when we do a little uh, Easter egg, leave a little uh, thing for them to find at the very end of the podcast to test their attention span right to the end. What's it going to be tonight, Richie? Clotted cream. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's the podcast has officially come to an end. 